Motorsport 411 presents all the four and two wheeled action. Motorsport 411 with Sean Cardavillis. Welcome to Motorsport 411, your home for all your four and two wheel action in Africa. Up in this episode, we speak to the motorsports legend Boldev Chaga and get his views on the sport. And we catch up with Jose Sardinia, who took part in four different motorsports disciplines in four weeks. All the four and two wheeled action. Motorsport 411. Welcome to the show. So, Boldev Chaga is kept out of the limelight since taking a break from rallying. Motorsport 411 managed to catch up with the multiple Kenya National Rally Champion and Safari Rally winner. Boldev, uh, thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411. You've been taking a bit of a break from the sport. Uh, what, what have you been up to? Um, I've been taking a break from all of you. I even forgot you how to talk. <laughs> <I'm on> <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing really, Sean. Just uh, carrying on with work. Just the same old, just trying to make ends meet. Um, things are tough in town. Uh, yeah, just really. I mean, uh, uh, even my business is kind of uh, revolves around motorsports, and then you know you can see there's just not too much activity. Um, so yeah, that's that's really about it. And I'm actually investing into a, a new workshop in the industrial area, just on Masai Road. So just looking into getting that up and ready. So that's taken up uh, quite a lot of my time actually. Now, it was kind of enforced uh, in terms of you taking a break from the sport because it coincided with the pulling out of Menengai Group from Motorsports. Okay, you know, I mean, everyone kind of knows what happened uh, with that incident with Pitch here. Um, our, our thoughts and blessings are always with him. He's doing quite well. He's in America. Um, just, uh, I think even before that incident, uh, Rowling had already started taking the plunge. Um, the Cobras team was probably the last uh, most active team uh, once Tomunjir uh, and everyone else kind of left the scene. Unfortunately, would have happened. Tejir pulled out, Ogar pulled out. Uh, what the future would have held, I don't really know because the entries were already dwindling even before we left the scene, to be quite honest. And uh, being a four times champion, uh, I mean, there was really not much more to, to chase. Uh, in terms of the, the championship or anything. So we kind of just focus more on the classic, which we also managed to win. So that's another bucket list uh, sort of ticked off. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite, you know, I don't know, really. <laughs> there are rumours uh, that you could make a return to one or two rallies. Uh, you could resurrect either a Subaru or a Mitsubishi. Uh, any truth to those rumours? Um. Okay, so... Um, I, I, I'm not sure if you're aware of that. We did the zero car <coughs> in the WRC this year, and we did the zero car in WRC last year. So that was really good fun. Um, so we we managed to get uh, Evo 10 for, for that job. So uh, probably maybe do the same thing again next year. Uh, so I do have an Evo 10 um, just sitting. So I need some steam, really get me off my chair and say go do a rally uh, so I do have a car in all honesty at the moment as we speak but uh, there's just no drive to, to go and do do an event and, and so as, as such 
Uh, just going on to the zero car, of course, you were talking about it, and it was so exciting. Uh, I remember seeing you at uh, Elementita uh, in the zero car. Uh, I don't know if you were aware how popular you were when you were driving around. Uh, could you hear the cheers? <laughs> no, of course not. You have a helmet on, you have the intercom on, you have the WRC radio going on in your ear. Well, not my ear, at least Garrett's ear. Um, but uh, it was it was really nice to be out there, to be honest, because it was literally doing the whole rally, but very in a very relaxed manner. Um, not uh, that you're competing, though we did uh, look at our times. They were quite decent, I must admit. And... Um, yeah, just without that stress of going to service park one time and leaving late or not, or we could go in service park when we wanted. As long as we got to the start of the stage when we were supposed to, everything else after that was really quite cool. You could just stop and do what you want outside the systems. That, that, that way was quite a lot of fun. But I, I have to admit, uh, you would rather be in the rally itself, <laughs> though we had the same amount of fun. Yeah. Boldy, uh, one or two changes in the KMSF. Uh, we got Minor Muturi back. Uh, he's promising uh, to try and fix the issues uh, regarding the Kenya National Rally Championship. Uh, if you had a message for Minor, what would you tell him uh, in terms of trying to fix the championship? Um, to Minor, I would say welcome. Um, you have a, a lot of things to fix. I would strongly suggest maybe get a venue and just invite all license holders. Uh, rallying um, to motocross to whatever sit down uh, have an open uh, forum let everyone hear out their issues um, and that's the way we're going to move forward Um, if we can't talk if we can't be listened to then we're not really going to move forward so just have a forum uh, hire a hall symbol union or whatever invite all license holders and it's going to be a long meeting I can promise you that but from there we'll move forward um it's all about dialogue. It's all about understanding, I believe. Um, people still want to rally, and though it has become expensive, but people still have the cars. People still have the, the passion. And uh, we just need to to find what it is that they want to come back. Um, I, was, uh, um, I was put onto a task force earlier um, this year um, to ask drivers what it is that they wanted and... Uh, well, we got a couple of responses. We we managed to get in the B13 category. We managed to extend expiry dates on a few items like seats and belts and fuel tanks uh, within reason, of course. But it still didn't help anything. Uh, the category came in, and yet we have no entries in the B13 category or any other categories that we, we spoke about. So clearly there was something very wrong or there's people just not talking or I, I just don't understand what, what, what it is. But yeah, I think an open forum would be really nice. Just have everyone sat down there. Uh, Mine can chair the, the the forum and let's talk. Let's talk. Let everyone talk. My, my, my decisions or my opinions may not necessarily be the same as the next person or the third person. Everyone has their own problems, have their own um, uh, opinions. It's nice just to listen and and see what we can do to to move forward. It is an absolute privilege. Uh, I know we don't get a hold of you too often, but thank you so much for your time. Uh, the multiple Kenya National Rally Champion and Safari Rally winner, Boldev Chaga. Thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport Four One One. 
Thank you. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you very much, Lee. And you guys keep doing what you do best. You're doing a fantastic job as well, uh, keeping everyone informed. Always a pleasure to be online with you. We'll be back. All the four and two wheeled action. Motorsport 411. So much action, you can get a six pack. The Saturday Music and Sports Show. Motorsport 411. Welcome back. Now, driver Jose Sardinia has created a little bit of history by taking part in four different motorsports disciplines in four weeks. We managed to catch up with him during the week. Jose, thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411. Now, an incredible achievement. There's uh, four events in four weeks, starting off with the Eldoret Rally, uh, going on to Autocross, Rallycross, and then the Rally Raid, all in the space of a month. Uh, just tell us, first of all, why you decided to do that. Well, thank you, Sean, for having me on the program, first of all. Second, it was basically the calendar that decided it for us. When we looked at the calendar, it was four, four events in in the month and uh, we made a decision to go out and try and compete in all of them. Uh, one is, you know, the, the Alderette Rally. Uh, we made a really quick decision on the Wednesday to go out and do the rally. And then uh, followed with the autocross, which I started a, a couple of months ago and I thought, let me just keep the momentum going. The RX obviously uh, was scheduled and uh, I was driving the taxi for, for Tim. And then the rally raid was part of the championship. So, you know, basically the calendar dictated what we were going to do for the month. Now, logistically, it can't have been easy. Uh, how did you cope with that? Yeah, so I think the the, the biggest cost we had is logistics. Um, you know, obviously you take a team with you where you go, the service crew. So, you know, hotels and getting the car there and back were, were the biggest costs. But I have suggested my uh, wife that runs the team from a logistical point of view. Um, and she just managed to get us hotels and get us good pricing. Uh, people were very accommodating, and uh, yeah, that's how we that's how we did it. You're also working as well. Uh, how how did you uh, split your time between work and all this? Well, you know, like I always say, motorsports not a sport; it's actually a, a way of life. So it's work during the day, and then jumping at night where I can. But I mean, the, the, I've got a fantastic team behind me with Rob Sports. Uh, Robert Gow prepares the car with his team. So it's taken a lot of pressure off me from that perspective, uh, making sure that the car is ready, bolt checked, and you know all the, all the necessary items done before event. Now, you mentioned your wife, uh, Celeste. You've got an ever-patient uh, wife uh, who's also like your sort of team manager, uh, coordinating everything in the background. Uh, you're very lucky in that way. I, I wouldn't say lucky, I would say blessed. Um, <laughs> yeah, she, she she doesn't even blink an eye. I'm like, I pointed to the event on a calendar and she just kicks into gear. No questions asked. I'm sure there's a lot of people who'd love to be in your position. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's an integral part of the team and works just as hard as all of us, you know, to make sure that we're all comfortable and fed and got a place to stay. And, you know, mechanically, she she's quite strong as well. So a great asset to the team. Now, you mentioned Robert Gao, and he's the guy basically in charge of your cars. Uh, and you're quite active on social media. Uh, you know, there's quite a bit happening uh, with your cars. Uh, just tell us more about that. Yeah, so, you know, the ready rate car, when we got it, wasn't very reliable. And we had to make a decision, you know, to get the car reliable for the year and do as many events as we can with the car to get value from it. 
uh, you know, full rate of NTAs, it wasn't enough to keep us busy. So we decided to do the rallies and autocrosses with the car as well. And I think the most important thing was getting the basics right, making sure the suspension is done correctly, making sure that, uh, you know, everything is reinforced and, and made strong the way it should be. And then uh, we made the decision to change the engine and go for, you know, 3.5 litre single overhead cam with a standard gearbox. Nothing fancy on there. We redid all the wiring. Uh, we put a standard ETU in from, from power mods. And uh, basically, we were chasing reliability. Uh, going forward towards the end of this year, after the last rally raid, we've got a, a Lexus V8 engine that we're going to be putting in uh, with a Toyota manual gearbox, which would give us a much better gear ratio than what we currently got. Um, the Pajero was never designed to do what it's doing now. So, um, yeah, we're looking for a little bit of more torque and, you know, retain the reliability for next year. Just tell us about your background in motorsport. So, yeah, I've done a couple of rallies in South Africa and rally sprints and gymkhanas. Um, uh, unfortunately, money and time was, was an issue around the rallying side of things for me there. Um, and then I started doing some track racing where I was quite successful in. We won a lot of races. We managed to win the 2010 Modified Production Car Championship, win index, uh, and we won class and, and won a number of days. Uh, for events ranging, you know, from Swarkovs to Kailami, Nuttenberg, Midvale, Patisa, all of those tracks. So, yeah, predominantly I, I concentrated on, on the track racing in South Africa. Jose, finally, you've got a real passion for motorsport. Uh, why motorsport? I I don't think it's a decision you make. Uh, it's one of those things my dad used to prepare as race cars and, you know, going to the track and seeing what's happening and I think once you get that smell of race fuel, you know, in your body, it, it never goes away. And I got rolled in motorsport really late. You know, I didn't do carts or anything. There was no money for that. So I really, you know, shrunk some stuff together and went racing. And, you know, I think you learn more from that to driving a slow car fast and learning how to, to build the car reliably. And, you know, the driving is the one part, but I, I really enjoy the whole build-up and the preparation and, you know, the thinking and the innovation that, you know, you come up with sitting around with the team and, and make changes to the car and see if it works. And if it doesn't, you know, go back to the drawing board. It's challenging. Jose Sardinia, thank you so much. Uh, fascinating stuff. Thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. We'll be back. Motorsports 411 with Sean Cardavillis. So that's it for the show this week. Our thanks once again to Boldev Chaga and Jose Sardinia. Our thanks as always to Big City Studio. I'm Sean Cardavillis. Saturday Music and Sport continues shortly on Capital FM.